And I was just really reflecting on the importance of connection. Most of the challenges that we face result from a neglect to connect. And being able to make those connections, that is really the bread and butter. That's where it starts and stops. 720 WGN High atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio for Preparedness Matters with Vince Davis and Dane Neal. And Vince, we've got a special guest on the line. Of course, we talk with personalities in the world of safety and preparedness on a regular basis. Not all of them have a close connection like our guest today. Absolutely. Today, we're going to be talking with Jason Ferguson. Jason is the Executive Director of Emergency Management at Tulane University in New Orleans. He has a storied 18-year career in emergency management and preparedness, starting in the public health realm and and ranging uh, a wide array of stops along the way before landing uh, recently at Tulane to lead their disaster programs. So welcome, Jason. Thank you. Thank you both very much. It's an honor to be here. Jason, one of the questions that comes to mind, and I'm sure for listeners, too, is with everything that happens, you know, in the news preparedness, a lot of times lends itself to whether it's natural disasters or man-made disasters, but oftentimes things that can happen on a campus have to be addressed. So talk a little bit about that, the field and where you're at. I feel like that you're sort of a pioneer in some ways, right, with this position in a university. Yeah, you know, um, I, I like to say that a university campus really is like a microcosm of the greater society. You know, it's uh, in itself like its own jurisdiction. And uh, depending on where you find yourself geographically, that jurisdiction inherits the, the threats and risks that are relevant to that area. So, right, so here at Tulane University, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of the same issues that the entire city of New Orleans is thinking about, uh, minus some, but by and large, it's its own entity in and of itself. And uh, it comes with a lot of different dynamics that we have to factor in when it comes to keeping this place safe and the people who live here, work here, uh, and study here. Great. Well, Jason, uh, first of all, uh, I think for our listeners, it would be interesting to know a little bit about your background before coming to Tulane. Can you tell us a little bit about your route to get there and uh, some of the things that you've done along the way? Sure, sure. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, as you provided that overview of my, my background during the intro, came into emergency management by way of public health. And I'll take a step back from there and just even speak to the fact that from a standpoint of becoming a person in community and, and, and testing my chops with having a, a leadership role in community, I truly got my start in the student affairs realm. It was when I was an undergrad where I was a resident assistant at Benedictine University. And so being this kind of paraprofessional working with the university and thinking about safety and student code of conduct and those types of things, that was my earliest start. I was to a certain degree building a career in the university realm, the higher education realm without even knowing it. You're not unfamiliar with that whole uh, uh, university, college, campus atmosphere exactly and some of right. the challenges that go there. Okay. That's exactly right. So that's something that really lends itself to my ability to do the work that I'm doing now. Is I, I speak the language of the folks who are here when the offices are cleared. You know, uh, a lot of the work that happens at the university is after hours. Uh, it doesn't stop just because it's 5 p.m. at the end of a business day, right? And so 
having come up through those ranks, uh, it definitely opens my eyes to some of the unique challenges that exist that we don't always see in, in the big offices, so to speak. But then, you know, fast forward, I got my master's degree in public health and being, you know, a native of the illustrious city of Chicago, I landed a role with the Cook County Department of Public Health where I was an emergency response coordinator. I was charged with working directly with the emergency managers across the southwestern suburbs of suburban Cook County and ensuring that they had plans in place for responding to public health threats. And that's where I learned about emergency management. You know, prior to that, I knew that there was, you know, there were folks who were thinking about plans for responding to the big nasty stuff, but you don't spot an emergency manager walking down the street and know that it's an emergency manager. We're almost hiding in plain sight. And so it opened my eyes to a, a career path that I was extremely intrigued by. I took my first ICS class. And, and back in that time, the, the FEMA guys were still flying around teaching ICS. You know, even the 100 and 200 was a combined course that was taught by FEMA, class, uh, FEMA guys for me. And it just opened my eyes. I continued to take more ICS classes, became an ICS instructor, and the rest is history, right? I just fell in love with emergency management. I loved seeing myself as that bridge builder across disciplines, across jurisdictions, helping folks connect the dots and coordinate uh, from a planning standpoint, which ultimately would lend itself to response efforts and recovery efforts, mitigation efforts. So. That's in, in, in a nutshell, just kind of how I found my way to emergency management. And from there, I spent time in higher education roles, still on the student affairs side, but always having a nexus to campus health and safety. I uh, did some work at Columbia College, Chicago, uh, Harper College in Palatine, Illinois, Chicago State University on the south side of Chicago. Then got into emergency management consulting did some work through Haggerty Consulting and Constant Associates. And one of the biggest positions that furthered my career path was being fortunate enough to go to Team Rubicon in the early days of Team Rubicon. And as many folks know, Team Rubicon is a veteran-led disaster response organization that leverages the skills of military veterans and other first responders to help communities who've been impacted by disasters of all types and humanitarian crises. And I was hired by TR back in 2013 to build from the ground level their training and exercise division, which is what really grew me up in the emergency management world. I, I was instrumental in helping implement the incident command system and the use of NIMS and ICS within the organization, which really catapulted their explosive growth by way of training folks across the country to lead disaster response missions. It's really impressive stuff, Jason. You think about that, everything from whether it's the student side, the municipal side, the government side, and then great organizations like Team Rubicon. And do you feel, because it sort of mirrors really the campus situation where you have students from all walks of life, all different diverse backgrounds, whether it's what it is that they're studying or their aspirations for career and future, to have that broad and diverse background of experiences really puts you in a great position to be responsive and understand who you're dealing with at the campus level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was thinking about that yesterday. I, uh, we had an opportunity to host uh, Crescent City Thunder, part of the Silent Thunder TTX tour. 
And I was looking across the room at partners from all types of agencies, folks who traveled to New Orleans to participate in the exercise. And I was just really reflecting on the importance of connection. You know, most of the challenges that we face result from a neglect to connect. And being able to make those connections, no matter who you find yourself in the room with or who you find yourself sharing community with, that is really the bread and butter. That's where it starts and stops. And so, you know, Dane, as you just mentioned that, it just made me think back to that point that I was reflecting on yesterday. And I'm grateful that I've been presented different types of leadership challenges that's, you know, really forced me to think about how I make a connection in this situation. So tell Um, us about some of those, Jason. What are some of the challenges that you are dealing with as a university emergency manager with regard to obviously being in the hotbed of uh, natural or climate-caused disasters, hurricane territory, you're right at ground zero, so to speak, there in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. What what kind of challenges does that present different from a college campus that's, say, in uh, Iowa or, or Kansas? Absolutely. You know, the usual suspects, everybody's thinking about how to protect the campus from violent activity, any type of situation that can be that disruptive and, and threaten human life so abruptly is one of the things that's top of mind. But there are some, some things that folks may not think about as, as often, right? When we think about our geographic location and the high probability of hurricane activity and other weather-related emergencies, it's not so easy to just simply evacuate campus and apply that tactic with a broad stroke. We have researchers here. This is a world-renowned research institution, and there are folks who've been working on research studies that have major implications, not just for Tulane, but globally. And we cannot leave that data unattended for days on end. And so there's very specific detail planning that is required to be thinking about how do we keep our people safe, our facilities safe in very traditional ways. But at the same time, how do we also plan for those nuances like the maintenance and continuity of research studies where in a 36 hour period, certain data left unattended, you can have literally decades of research and data gone down the drain because the, the planning didn't go into effect wow, to account never, for that need. Wow, I never really thought of that. So it's not just the students and the, the classrooms, but, but really the, the research and the data. Uh, that's Absolutely. pretty incredible. It's one of the sure. things that really makes you think about where it is that you are and some of the advantages, because sometimes you think on the preparedness side and emergency management, you know, how you're trying to avoid or plan for that next disaster and keep sort of the status quo. But you think about your background with Team Rubicon creating programs that didn't exist before. And then as you intimated on the university side where you're looking to to advance, right, to learn and maybe set new precedent. Talk about that, maybe the exciting side of not only being able to maintain safety and prepare at a campus, but also break new ground. Yeah, that's what attracted me here, quite frankly, Dane. You know, every conversation that I had throughout the selection process, I became more and more excited. First and foremost, extremely honored to work alongside some very talented folks here and a bunch of individuals who are extremely dedicated to the mission of the university, to student success, and also to 
doing groundbreaking work right here in the, the city of New Orleans, as well as groundbreaking work that has positive impacts globally. So that being said, I come into a role like this with bright eyes, you know, thinking about what can we do to establish that baseline to build upon a solid foundation of emergency management principles and, and, and best practices. But what can we do that's also presentation worthy? You know, the type of work that lends itself to great stories to tell of new and innovative ways. And so my team and I are taking just that approach. We're, we're thinking about, like I said, establishing that baseline to ensure that our, our ducks are in a row in a very traditional sense, but seeking out those opportunities to build new bridges, to try and test out new things, new approaches, new ways of accomplishing things that may not have been done before, may not have been tried before. And so that really does excite me. It, it excites me. And being in the city of New Orleans, it, it wouldn't take you long being on the ground here to, to feel the pulse of that forward movement that's happening, not just at Tulane, but across the entire city and region. And it's just a great time to be here. So I'm excited to see what we get to build together. That's great. Uh, Jason, talk to us a little bit about that issue, because one of the major challenges that obviously we all remember the Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. situation some years back, some of the issues about the inequities and in, in disaster programs and, and things that happened there. How does the university work with the community to address some of those issues of not only working with the students on campus, but also with the uh, populations in the New Orleans uh, region? the underserved communities, the marginalized communities that suffer so much in disasters? Absolutely. You know, um, there are deeply rooted and systemic ramifications to what we see here in the city of New Orleans, what we see across our country. And, you know, those who are listening to this podcast, you don't need to hear me go into a lot of depth about that. But the reality is, it's a very real thing. And again, that's another thing that wouldn't take you long to notice and just walk in the streets of New Orleans, that there are very real challenges. Tulane is not exempt from the impacts of those challenges. While it's a very uh, well-to-do institution, it is situated in the city of New Orleans. And so, like I said, it, it is touched by and impacted by the realities around the city everything from what's happening around equitable and affordable housing to mental health resources, it shows up in terms of what we experience with regards to the homelessness that folks are experiencing here. So Jason, we're and in the middle of hurricane season. That's Tell exactly us what right. are some of your preparations uh, that you've made already and what are some of the things you're anticipating for this, by all predictions, uh, active hurricane season? Sure. So first and foremost, we we have our plans in order. We've made some updates to our emergency operations plan that will just really support nimble organization and communications and coordination across our entire university and with our response partners. And we're rolling out training. There are folks who are going to be serving in various capacities, whether they're in the EOC or uh, participating in the actual boots on the ground response efforts. And we're making sure that those folks are comfortable with those, the roles that they'll be serving in. The other thing that we're really looking at is supply chain and uh, having the right FEMA procured disaster contractors on deck 
and they're at the ready. Uh, we just hosted a meeting with our three major disaster contractors last week. And then for the first time, we brought those folks into the same room and allowed them to see each other, meet each other, and also by way of a mini tabletop exercise, talk through who occupies which swim lanes and how we will work together as one team to ensure that response and recovery efforts at the university are smooth. Uh, we also have been doubling down on uh, ensuring that we have up-to-date points of contact and secondary and tertiary points of contact, you know, across all of our partners. And as I said about supply chain issues, stockpiling those hard-to-come-by items and commodities in advance of disaster season and ensuring that we have contracts in place so that we can procure those hard-to-come-by items from outside the immediate area should we need to to do so. So it sounds like you got your hands full, literally, but preparedness does matter. And, and uh, it's nice to know That's that right. uh, universities like Tulane are, are really uh, focusing on what to do and how to prepare before these incidents occur so that we can all do a better job of uh, ensuring safe outcomes for for the students and uh, the faculty and the university itself. One of the biggest and most important pieces to have in place in preparedness, Vince, is obviously to have the right people in place. That's right. right. And, and Tulane, and, uh, as Jason mentioned, he goes into the job with bright eyes. The future is bright in a bunch of different ways and exciting, right? I'm sure as excited as you are for the things that you're going to create, I'm sure the university and the people in and around it are excited to see what you'll put together too. So as we let you go, Jason, if you want to give information, people to get more information about what is going on at Tulane or maybe follow you on social media, where can they go? Yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram. At Jason Ferg Pro, that's J-A-S-O-N-F-E-R-G-P-R-O. It's a new Instagram page, so you can uh, join me there. I will definitely be sharing more and more about uh, things that I'm seeing and experiencing and participating in uh, along my journey. And, you know, visit Tulane's website, just Tulane.edu. And continue to follow this podcast for more amazing conversations like these. And I, again, really appreciate you all inviting me to be a part of it. This is great. A little disclosure, too, is not only leading the way there at Tulane and creating programs in a bunch of different ways, but also the best um, theme music in the podcast business as well. So appreciate yeah. your contributions, Jason. Sure. It's an honor to, to, to contribute in any way. Well, Jason, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate your time. We know you're very busy with the work down there at Tulane, so we appreciate you taking time out to uh, to talk to our Preparedness Matters audience. And we're going to wish you the very best in terms of hurricane season. And we, thank you. Uh, we appreciate talking with you today. Thank you for being on our show. Absolutely. Thank you all for the opportunity, and uh, we'll be talking soon. You all stay safe. Preparedness Matters is sponsored by In Case of Crisis 365, your solution to managing the dramatic rise in business disruptions. Take the crisis out of crisis management.